Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let's have our seats in a moment. The revelations that we are coming our way are many things mighty, my God. We we'll continue from uh, where we stopped yesterday. We we'll continue from where we stopped yesterday. Meanwhile, what this young man is bringing is mind-blowing. He said, thou shalt... Let's see it. Psalm chapter 102. <laughs> let's start from there. He said, thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the, set, for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time. If your Bible is your own, mark that word. Yea, the set time. The word yea is one of the most serious words in the scriptures. The word yea. What you think is yea, according to the scriptures, is not what the Bible actually considers as yea. It's only a Jew that knows what the word ye means. Only what? A Jew. So when Jesus now came and said, let your ye be ye, and your nay be nay, you need to know what he's talking about. The standard that these people set for themselves is not the same thing that you are setting for yourself as a Nigerian. So, when a Jew says, let your nay be nay and your ye be ye, they mean very different things. I used to watch, uh, in fact, not even watch, I used to read Western novels. Like, what I mean by Western novels is, um, there's what we call frontier, frontiers in, in Northern America. When they came as pioneers, they called them pioneers, and they came to North America, almost all the places where we are new, it's not yet opened up. They were building railroads, they were using all kinds of things. So those days, men survived by cattle rearing and farming. So there is what they call cowboy. How, how many of you have heard of cowboy? Yes. These are men that are frontier men. So an example of what it means for your year to be year was lost in those times. Because now they, they think it's yes and no. No, that's not what they mean. For a cowboy, when he says, when you come to a cowboy and say, you lied. Once you say you lied, do you know what it means? Come, let's do gunfights. Because a man's word is as strong as his life. So, when you say a man lied, what it means is that you are saying that his life is worth nothing. The two of us have to come outside and settle the matter. 
when they find out that actually you lied, you didn't defend yourself, you have lost every iota of integrity and reason to live. No man will ever believe you. And the curse and reproach you brought is not just for you, it's for your generation. They will now say, don't you know that this person is the son of this? That they are known for lying. That there is, they, in fact, they call them snakes. Say snakes. That's the word they actually use. I wait to So, for you to actually understand what this scripture is talking about, you need to know how. What the Jew calls nay and ye. Let's go back. The scripture says that ye the set time. So, two key things here. He said, Ye, the set time. Actually, um, 13b is the, 13a is trying to explain 13b. It's strange. Are you with me? The whole point is 13b. Where is it? Where is this? My friend, don't be careless. Psalm chapter 102 verse 13b. Now, 13a is saying, Arise. And what? Show mercy. Or have mercy, rather. For the set time. For the set time. First of all, he said, For the time, yea, the set time. Is it not true? To favor Zion has come. Now, the B is trying to explain the A. He is trying to say that there is a quota. There are some things that has been set up in the spirit that now means that A should happen. And what is that? He said, Yea, a set time. In other words, had he been the man left it and said, The time to favor Zion has come. You know, he still left gap. There is still gap in truth. But when he said set time, he locked it down. So the definition, there is no um what's it called? There is no flexibility in the definition of the context of the experience that this revelation brings to you. He said the set time. In case you think that the time might be next year, no, he said what? So, there is a particular time that we are talking about. What's that particular time? Eh? The set time. The set time. So, just as he said, when the set time comes, what does God begin to do? He begins to show mercy. And as I showed you, the scripture says, look at it. I want to show you something quickly. Because when the same thing is recurring from yesterday... He is saying the same thing in a different way. He is saying the same thing in a different way. Remember yesterday, the scripture we are reading in the book of, is it not Hebrews chapter 4, right? Verse what, 16. The scripture says that we should come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. And then grace for help. Let me show you. 
Let me show you that this thing is still saying the same thing. Look at that place we are in. Look at the place. Um, verse 13, he said, For the time to favor who? Ha. Has what? Now. If you go to... Re- listen to me. Follow me now. Follow me. If you go to the root meaning of that word, favor. Eh? It means grace. If you go this place we are reading, it means what? Grace. So, it is still the same thing. As I told you, anytime you see mercy moving, there is grace always behind. Arise and show mercy for the set time to favor. Has come. As I said, verse B, um, the B aspect explains the A. So, if the set time has come, some things need to happen. If not, we will not meet up. That's why mercy has to come. You do not understand what is set time. Set time means that this is a moment you should not miss. This is a season you should not miss. That God has conversed every aspect of his workings and dealings in the brochure of God's agenda he intended to manifest in this season. So, he has locked it down that in this set time he will begin to do this. But you know what this young man said that shook me? I don't know if he shook you too. That God can set 21 years and nothing happened. Because mercy did not come in the measure that he should. Do you know why? Even in the set time, there are requirements to activate favor. Are you with me now? The scripture says that you should come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy so that favor will come, so that grace will come. Are you with me now? You are not getting the point. You come to the throne of grace But what comes to you is mercy. Because the dynamics that it takes to release the resources that you have cannot be accessed except God shows you a lot of mercy. Hmm? Do you know why I'm saying this thing? This is your set time. But you are not seeing, you are not seeing the manifestation and the things that should accompany the set time. And you are doing your best. Yet your best is not what? Enough. So, we have to find out what is remaining in the quota that you are not doing. And most times we never succeed in doing everything. Eh? And sometimes the revelation of mercy in this context is God showing you the quota that is lacking in your sacrifice and in your engagement so that you will be able to receive the, the blessings of, of grace. Remember what it takes to receive the blessings and resources of grace is what? Say mercy. So, there are many things that activate the dimension that we seek. And God has locked up this dimension and manifestation in this season. All that he intends to... He said that what? The set what? The set what? Is now. But you have to receive mercy. So that the resources and the agenda, the project, the office... That everything that is locked up, the ordination locked up in this season, can only be released if we begin to receive mercy. 
Because when mercy comes, grace is being released. Sometimes what it takes for you to enter into that season is for you to be able to fast. Fast for a good 50 days. But when you wake up in the morning like this, 6 a.m., your leg will start shaking. And, and you will tell God, Father, you understand that that's when you will start quoting scripture that the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak glory to God and God will say how can we help this hour? how can we help huh? when he looks at you you pray 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 you know what he do he will show you mercy how does he show you mercy to release the grace of fasting there is no other way we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved. Sometimes it can be prayer. Then he will, when he wants to show you mercy, he releases the grace to pray. Or he brings you in the environment of prayer people. Because he knows if they leave you with that your father, he will drain the small one you have. Before he has finished getting you angry, you can pray again. So the shocker and recourse that you have in this season is after everything, commotion has happened, everything has, God will just shift you and bring you to prayer people. After two hours, you forget all the nonsense that you and him went through. And you are sucked into, into prayer. That place, Satan can catch you. That is the mercy that God is showing you. Because there, there is no other way. The only way is for you to fulfill the quota that it takes. But we, don't, we don't know the, the everything. You have done your best, but God is saying that I need to fill in the measure that is lacking. And when God decides to fill in the measure that is lacking, it is because he has begun to release mercy upon you. You can be sincerely wrong. With all your heart, you are sincere, but you are wrong. So, what God begins to do is to be, when he begins to show you mercy, he begins, sometimes you won't even know that you, are big, you, you will start doing what you should have done 100 years ago. And then this, that promise that God showed will begin to manifest. There is nothing God will do about it. When he wants to show you mercy, he will begin to give you the grace that he takes to live the days. If there is a shortcut, people like us would have followed shortcut. My friend... My friend told me those days when we are doing youth service, he said, he said, man of God, is there no shortcut to this thing? I said, me, I've not, if I find, I'll be the first to tell you. There is no shortcut. There is no shortcut. But God began to show us mercy and release grace to us. Or how else can you explain the fact that somebody did Nigeria for one year? All of my youth service here, I did Nigeria and I've not, I've not even done 21 days before i'm telling you before i did one year i've not done 21 days straight i'm not even sure i've done one week straight before i did that 13 months four five days every month 13 months before i did it i'm not sure I've, the highest i've ever fasted was the five days i fasted on vet mount in 2011 but god has looked and he saw that my day is approaching the set time has come but this guy is not this guy does not have what it takes 
So Mercy have to knock on the door. And when Mercy knocks, grace is released. How do we know that a man has entered the seasons of his showing forth? How do we know that the man has entered the seasons of his mercy? How do we know that your set time has come? Suddenly, a lot of things begins to align themselves. I need you to pray for two minutes. You need to acknowledge the fact that you don't, you don't know everything that it takes. That you have tried your best, but it seems as if there is a quota that is lacking. If not, stay with me now. If not, some things would have happened. Man, you work hard. <laughs> I don't know about you. Most of you here work very hard, even in the things of the spirit. That's how Colinus was doing all he was doing. God's hands was tied like this. You need to know how much God wanted to act on his behalf. I hope you know. You need to know how much God wanted to act on his behalf. God was really moved by what the man was doing. But his hands was what? May God send an angel to you to tell you where the quota is lacking. As soon as it happened, in fact, should I even tell you, Peter never wanted to minister Holy Ghost baptism to them. I hope you know. Because as of then, he had a mindset that the gift, which is the context of the promise that is locked in the covenant that God had with Abraham, is the Holy Ghost. The reason why Jesus died is for the Holy Ghost. There is nothing. The Holy Ghost is the gift. Eh? So every Jew assumes that the gift is only for the Jews. Because of the covenant that God had with their father, Abraham. So when Peter came, he was preaching. He said, oh, so if God wanted to do something, at least let them get born again. But no Holy Ghost. The Bible said, as he yet what? Because if he allowed him to finish, that man will not do anything. He was still talking whatever he was talking. God is not interested. He just needed somebody to, to release the gospel. So once the gospel is preached, ah, as soon as the gospel was preached, Peter was still trying to say many things. The Holy Ghost fell on them. When they called him to the Jerusalem council, they asked him, why did you preach to the Gentiles? I thought our commission and our circumference our jurisdiction is Jerusalem, Judea, and the Jews. Peter said, <laughs> I didn't do anything, no. That as I was speaking, they received the Holy Ghost. The context is not, the, the whole point is not about the fact that they even received the Holy Ghost. He said, as we received. I will tell you. Because normally, somebody lays hands on you. That is the order after the first Apostles, something descended on them. They didn't know that God, there is a modu in ministering Holy Ghost baptism that is beyond laying of hands. So he was they were not really doing much for the Holy Ghost, they are just aligned, and the Holy Ghost fell on them with cloven tongues of fire. It is my belief that in Paulinus' house, cloven tongues of fire fell. And they saw it because Peter said what? As we received. There is a particular way Peter, the 120, received. It seems as if not every other person after them received the same way. So he said, as we what? Receive. That's how they receive. God needed to do it that way so that the testimony and witness will be complete. That the Gentiles has been brought into the commonwealth of the kingdom of God. That there is no other, there is no other um, law and principle 
that can severe the Gentiles. There is no other belief. There is no other understanding of the letters that is complete. When you exclude the Gentiles from the commonwealth of God's covenant, it is a misunderstanding in their own interpretation of what is written in the scriptures. By scriptures, I mean the Old Testament. They misinterpreted it because they didn't have enough light. Eh? And God, in his mercy, was trying to bring Peter into the economy of that light by bringing that revelation of the sheet that was brought down from heaven. But he said, not so, Lord. And on that day, God has to raise a man like Paul. If you look at Paul's CV, he's the one that should do what Peter was doing. Because he was the one that he was actually taught in the law. Peter is a novice in the context of the law. He's a Mephishan man. But Paul said, of the Pharisees, I'm the best. I studied under Gamaliel. I'm, in I'm a lawyer. This is an educated man in the law. That's when we begin to see that what is important in our adventure in God is encounters. Paul became what he was because of encounter. God is a mysterious God. Of all the people he chose to use, he chose the, the, the worst of all. That's why he said, I am the worst of all sinners. He meant he's literal. In many ways, not just about the fact that he is persecuting Christians. It's also about the fact of the, the foundation he had. The training that he had. The place he's coming from. All those things means nothing in the face of the gospel of Christ. Because in that place, there is no Jew, there is no Gentile, there is no foundation. That's why I refuse and will refuse in prayer, in fasting, to recognize anything that is trying to severe you from the covenant that is in Christ. Satan trying to make you poor, trying to make that thing running from your family to still affect you is a lie. That's why we stand. Because there is a way to transfer the position that we have in Christ to the experience that we have in Christ. That is why we pray and fast. So that Satan, the kingdom of darkness, are you with me now? We see us the same way Jesus is seeing us. As we taught in the formations of Christ, one of the major points that was made there is we define what is the gospel. The gospel is what the finished work of Christ means to God, means to you, and means to Satan. Are you with me now? So, most times, what it means to us is the position that we have. You now say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Satan doesn't believe it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So, there is a way to make Satan believe that Christ in you is the power of God. How did I get here? My God. Kamo kata seko. How did I get here? <laughs> we'll pray for two minutes. Let's wait for two minutes. Ask God, whatever quota is lacking, show me mercy. I'm telling you. Sometimes you think you are getting it right. You have missed, you have missed the whole point. Show me mercy. It can just be something small. The only reason why we are crying for mercy, my brothers and sisters, is because the set time has come. If the set time has not come, there is no need for us to, to pray this dimension of prayer. When the set time comes, men begin to cry for mercy. Because there is a demand that is made upon us. On our own account, on our own stature, we will not be able to meet up with the demands of heaven. Meanwhile, the set time has come. God is not willing to change. 
we need to lay hold on grace again so that the plans and purposes of God according to his set ordination in this season we begin to manifest somebody pray to God I can pray to God Thou shall arise and show mercy unto Zion for the set time to February has come the set time, the set time there is such a thing as the set time when God has ordained in his power to begin to reveal the dimensions of our destiny things that are locked up in his heart even before creation was come he will begin to reveal it in this season meanwhile preceding God's revelation of his agenda is the outpouring of his message because the man will come upon our life the man will come upon our stature the man will come upon our grace the man will come upon our time the man will come upon our allegiance the man will come upon our loyalty to God the man will come upon our obedience the man will come upon our prayers the man will come upon our walk with God in that season may we not fail God may we not fail God may we not come short of his expectation we cry for mercy I call in Jesus mighty name we pray in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 the scripture says that we should come boldly to what? the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy then here that we are reading now said thou shall arise and what have mercy so i've always just like paul i've I've always been bothered by the context of mercy so this mercy thing is two-sided is it not true you say what the first aspect is what thou shall what arise then the second aspect is what that thou should come your your duty is to what say come god's duty is to what what so unless god arises your attempt to obtain is is attempting futility that's why we have to pray for god to arise and we now tell him that it is what said the set time I am bothered. I am bothered that the fact that people are saying that this, this season is the season of revival. I have heard every big man of God talk about it. And God has shown us. Is it not true? It is the set time. But many people are asking questions. I have spoken with many people. Even my, my friends. Most of them, they are, doing, they are doing prayer, fasting, doing program. Hoping that the revival will come. No, I passed that level. That's why we are going to pray for light again. If God wants to show you mercy, He begins to lighten your dark places. I'm telling you. He will begin to what? Lighten your dark places. He said, Thou shalt arise and what? Show mercy. 
Now he now said in our own aspect that we should come. Amen. Now, we have to pray this twofold prayer before we go. The twofold prayer is that first of all, that God himself should arise and show us mercy. Why? So there is such a thing as the set time. And remember yesterday we are talking about the fullness of time. Is it not true? There is a process, the process of time and the fullness of time. If the set time has not come, ah, we leave it now, but the set time has come. There are many things you even, you know that this is the time and that, why am I not seeing it? Something is wrong. Say after me, something is wrong. Believe it or not, something is wrong. That thing that is wrong is what we need to find out and deal with it. It is my own personal belief that if God wants to show you mercy, He begins to shine light. You can be praying and fasting, praying and fasting, praying and fasting, and all it takes for you to enter your new season is... You are praying and fasting. Oh God, deliver this. Deliver all it takes for you to enter your new season. Might be for you to do Christmas for your father. Did you do Christmas for him? Yes, no. That's all it takes. You know, it looks simple. Satan will make sure. I with you. Satan will make sure that every single thing you are doing in this world will make sure that every single aspect of your life will. We make sure that you do, we never come to the point where you will realize and act on it. Meanwhile, that is where your, your necessity lies. I speak from, well, we say that personal experiences is not the best, but I also speak from my own experience. I speak from my own experience that. You can you can stay you can stay in a place and you will never know that what it takes is not what it takes can be just for you to you see we don't eulogize the place of sowing seed but I use myself to know as a man that has prayed and fasted for 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 long for long you know you fast small and say you have fasted. I finished fasting that five days on Vet Mountain. I came down and I, 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 you know, in my mindset that God should fall down on the ground for me. Do you know what it means that I fasted for, for five days as I'm moving in the campus? Because I listened to Reverend David Ogwele's message. And in that message, he said, him and his friend, they climbed Vet Mountain every, and it's around that period, Hamatan period, December period. Before the first semester starts. And he said that when they climb the mountain, him and his friends, they will fast for two weeks. They will just go with a gallon of water. He said that mosquitoes are not much. And I've noticed that mosquitoes are not much in Hamatan season. He said that him and his friends will fast for two weeks on that mountain with just two gallons of water. And then they will come down. And the key word is that when they come back, they are now in charge of the campus. So I finished my five days. In my own mind, I'm in charge of the campus. 
No, you didn't get the point. The type of F I got that semester. Actually, Satan took notice of me. Are you with me? Because you can stay in a territory as long as you can. Satan won't take notice of you. But also, it was in those periods that we go for outreaches and evangelism. And people will, will be slain under power in their rooms. Nobody is laying hands on them. You see, I have tested this thing. You know, something makes me brutal in this pursuit of God. Something made Paul turn Paul into the type of person he is. There is an encounter he had. Even when Agrippa was telling him in his old age, he said, my vision is what? Heavenly vision. You need to know who I am. You can't easily convince people like me. You cannot bring cunningly devices and be telling story, telling story, and you like me, we believe. He has to take a certain measure of encounter. Because me too have seen something in this world. I'm not a novice. We'll be inside, you know, Franco, you know, former PG hostel. What's the name again? Um, Nkrumah PG hostel. We are, we are doing outreach inside Nkrumah. Me and my prayer people those days. Ah, one sister, Mr. Sandra. Strange woman of God. God has always there. There is the type of person you are. These are the certain type of people that group around. When it was a big thing for people to pray for three hours, Sandra prays for nine hours. Those days before we go for outreaches, of course we don't joke with it. I will start praying by three a.m. in the night and pray till three p.m. in the afternoon. Nothing happens for nothing. It's not today. This thing I'm telling you is 2011, 2012. My sister is here. She will bear witness. You don't think you will just come and do one prayer and then... No! And then we gather in the morning. My whole fellowship people. And then we begin to intercede. We begin to cry and pray. Oh God! Let the host them fall! Sometimes we come. Satan will stand out visibly. I insisted. The gospel must be preached. And he was in the midst of that preaching that, that conviction will break out in the rooms. So after I have done that, say after me, I'm in charge of this campus. That was my mindset. I didn't know that we have not done anything. Do you know how God showed me mercy? I now went, I think... I don't know how my reverend got to hear it. I don't know. And then one of my friends, do you know what my reverend did? He told me the story of Kenehagen. I didn't read the book. Up to now, I'm not sure I've read that book. I just heard the story. I didn't even, it was later I heard really what Kenehagen was talking about. But all I heard was all, what God wanted me to hear was what I heard. Do you know what I heard? I heard. Kenehagin was lived a fasted life. I said, what? Before I got to understood, I understand what it meant by fasted life. Eh? I have taken fasting literally. That what he meant. Of course, what? I will not tell you what Kenehagin meant. By <laughs> so that you will not, you will continue your fasting. Are you with me? So when he said, my reverend said, Kenehagin did he was living a fasted life. 
Do you know how I interpreted it? He was fasting. He fasted all his life every day. When I heard it, I became humble. My five days on Bet Mountain, I got frustrated. And I knew that, are you with me? It's an act of mercy. Say act of mercy. Because I could have carried the badge and be moving around. Because as a matter of fact, I saw some manifestation when I did that. But God now showed me. It wouldn't take much for God to show you. Just something. And that is what propelled me in 2013 to begin to fast. To begin to fast every month for five days. For five days. For five days. I know for some of you, you are already in this revival hub. We are already used to fasting but and prayer. But because of what you have been taught, nobody was teaching me those things those days. The one hour I'm praying every night is a strange thing. Do you know? Let me not say because somebody might listen to this. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it was not normal for people to pray for, for four hours, for three hours. It was not normal. Because the seasons of revival has not drawn near enough. God is still cooking the men that will pioneer those moves. So my regime was different from every other person's regime. I can't tell you what we did. Once that my season comes, if you like, have exam, I will shift the exam. Let me tell you. No. Somebody will listen to this thing and go and do it. But I have missed my test because of my time with God. I didn't tell my reverend. If I told him, he will finish me. And I won't do it. If, if I know what I know now, I won't do it. But some of those foolishness, you know, it is not what made it work. What made it work is our loyalty in trying to obey God's command. That's what God took out of it. It is not my foolishness. Huh? Yes. So I was willing to go any length to see that I obeyed God. And sometimes, should I even tell you the truth, circumstances like that will come. You cannot totally avoid it. It will make you look foolish. We cannot totally avoid it. So I cannot come and be telling you you are foolish. You need foolishness in following God if you will lay hold on something tangible. So it was after that time I fasted. And then, thank God for the encounter after that fast. I became another man. I could have settled for that. Because after that, I lay hands on people, they fall under power. Eh? Some few things are happening. Glory, say glory to God. I didn't know that the children's play. There is something more that will come out of your life. This generation is yet to see what God has in store for us. That is why we need light. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Thank God he didn't end there. In the Old Testament, he ended there. But Paul began to tell us that the Spirit of God put your hands on your eyes. Say, Holy Ghost, show me. <laughs> show me in the next two minutes. Tell him to show me. Show me something. Minute in this prayer. How can you stay here and not see anything? He must show you something, my friends. 
something. Kabaya kamre tabaya. Lobos kabaya. We live by the light we have. And we prosper by the truth we know. Samrata bahai kavanantalia. In this season, you will be ahead of your mates because of the light that you have. You will prosper beyond your mates because of the truth that God has brought you into. <laughs> show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Let's get far from my eyes. Saina makamre tabalanta bakamra taila. Robodos kabadanta. My comrade. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In the same vein, let me introduce the economy of God's mercy to us. Romans chapter 9, as we continue now. Um, there are signs that God has begun to show man mercy. When God begins to show a people, a group of people, a person mercy, there are signs. One of the signs that you have received mercy from God is the quota of grace that is released to you. Are you not getting the point? You see, in the whole context of, the real definition of grace is... (laughs) You know, those days when we were learning the gospel of grace, all our definition of the gospel of grace is um, that grace is unmerited favor. Of course, that is one of the definitions of grace and one of the least. Anytime God empowers a human being to do what you can do by your own strength, it is grace that is our work. So, in that context... What is anointing? What is anointing? Yes. So, when you see a very anointed man, we say, Kai, this man is what? Say, grace. So, we are trying to say that the anointing you are working upon, you are working with, you deny any. There is no basis for any anointing, but there is, of course, a basis to release the anointing. Are you with me now? So, the truth is that even when you fast and pray, are you with me? Have, haven't you seen two people fasting and praying so that the anointing of God will be released upon their life? But it's only one person that is touching something. Why? Why? Same message. So, one of the major signs that mercy has begun to come upon a man is the large quota of grace that is released to that person. Of course, according to the scripture that we read, we have been reading. There are many, many signs. One of them, another one is, is light, understanding and wisdom. Are you with me now? That is a major sign that mercy has come upon you. God will begin to shine light in your hidden paths, in the hidden places. Suddenly your eyes will begin to open to the things that the eyes of men are blind to. Are you with me now? Revelations is a sign of God's great mercy upon a man or a person. I will show you. Because when you look at something like this, eh, there are some people that 
Do you know that there are some people that never, they doesn't see anything bad in insulting men of God? Eh? I wait me. No matter what you say, they don't see it. It's not the, sincerely. This one, there are people that is by maybe because of they had issue with one man of God. These people, some people sincerely, they. I'm just giving you a simple example. Sincerely, they are these men of God. There are people sincerely. Anytime they look at, look at the scriptures, the only thing they are seeing is how to do arguments with the Bible. With all their hearts. That's the only thing they are seeing. So they waste all their time trying to win a war where there is no war. So when you have won my argument, so what, what has happened? Some certain things are only serious when many very vital things are at stake. And I found out that many of those people you think that they are arguing or they are contending for anything, especially people that are on social media, when they meet themselves physically, they, they don't argue anything. They will hug themselves. That's when you find that you killing yourself, you are joking. <laughs> because when they meet themselves, they will see that what is important is that ah, this person have the Holy Ghost I have. So, are you with me now? If you have the Holy Ghost and the things that is important, we agree on it. You know what will happen now? All of us will now have patience with each other. Are you with me? But when you are there, you think everybody, everybody, no, when they see each other, they will never talk, I've, I've been privileged, they will never talk about their differences. You, you are killing yourself. You see, there are people that will even carry it on their head. And because of that, they will know that your ministry will bless them. They will never ever submit to it. And they will die with their sickness. They will die with their poverty. They will die with their, they will stay where they are. Meanwhile, all they need is for them to benefit from what you have. Because we are a body and some people are hand. Are you with me? And when you ask hand to define his understanding of the body, he can only define it from the context of the hand. You can't blame him too much. Is it not true? That is why there is such a thing as said. There are such a thing as the apostolic. Eh? They are interested in balance. They will tell you what is the view of the hand, what is the view of the leg, what is the view. It is when they have gathered those things together, they will give you a corporate view. Their interest is body. What is the corporate, you know, how will you benefit, the, which one will benefit the body the most? I with you. So, evangelists will be seeing many things. So, because of the way you saw, you will now be cut off from the commonwealth of God's grace that is being released in a particular season. But after some time, when mercy has been released upon you, your eyes will begin to see what it wasn't seen before. All I'm trying to say is that there are signs that God has begun to show somebody mercy. That one is what? Say grace, favor, light, understanding. Sister, you can read this Bible hundred times, you won't see anything. Meanwhile, your deliverance, your help is in it. I'm telling you. John G. Lake said, 
It was where he just opened Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 gave birth to the greatest healing ministry we have ever seen on this earth. In my own opinion, greater than the ones that the apostles, the first apostles had, in my own opinion. In my own opinion. John G. Lake understood not just the mystery, he understood the chemistry. He understood the physics of healing. The chemistry and physics. I'm telling you the truth. He went for one, he went for one mystic and psychic conference in one oriental country. And he began to prove, of course, this thing some of us are saying they have healing, they have healing, you don't have anything. There is what we call Japanese Sokagakai. They can use it to heal cancer and tumors. That's where John Jinek went to prove his understanding of the mystery of healing that is in Christ. The man says that when he lays hands on you, it is Christ in him that subdues the sickness. He said that the greatest thing on earth is the Holy Ghost living in a man. That when he lays hands on you, the Holy Ghost is looking for an expression to jump out. An opportunity to express and jump out. So when you are laying hands on a sick man, you have to have one understanding. That is the fullness of the Holy Ghost that is coming on that man to subdue the sickness. How can that cancer stay? My friend, you don't yet know the Holy Ghost that is in you. <laughs> when I lay hands on a, on a crippled person, is the Holy Ghost trying to jack the person up? Whatever you will do, what, the reason why we prepare for healing, healing sessions is to make sure that they stop seeing us. To make sure that even God knows that I'm not the one. When you convince the Holy Ghost that you are not the one, you will, you will see his show. <laughs> even if you drop your handkerchief, it will heal. Even if you finish sitting here, it will heal. If you smile, it will heal. If you are angry, it will heal. Anything you do, it will heal and deliver people. Ask them now. They were with me. I went for YMR this thing. I'll be trying to pray for this person. The rest of the people will be slain under power. Not slain under power just for no. Like they will be shaking as if they plug them into electricity. And I'm not praying for them. They just came in my vicinity. You know, sometimes the Holy Ghost inside you will be excited. I'm <laughs> okay. Sometimes you'll be excited. Oh my God. So, these are the things that we understand and we know that it takes, it's just light understanding. So when God begins to show you mercy, he brings you into that economy. How did somebody like John G. Lake enter this? Say, Acts chapter 10, 38. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And then he went about what? Doing good. And he, this thing can be all a man needs to walk in the healing and the supernatural. You know what I found out? For you to actually walk in the supernatural, you don't need to read all the books on healing. Yes. You read books on healing to expose you to skills and to show you a few things. Are you with me? But the facility is already there. What the books show you is how your facility functions. 
Everything comes by light. Say light. Everything comes by light. Say light. You don't have the light yet. That's why it's not working. Cry for light. Cry for light. Cry for light. Cry for light. There are many things Jesus did not call himself. Eh? There are few things Jesus called himself. One of them is life. And another is what? There are many things he did. They will call him God. He will say no. Leave God. There are many things they call him. There are some things they will call him oh, son of God. There are, I know some people, I don't want to go there. It's not about the big name. It's not about the fact that you want to equate yourself with God. No. What you need is light. If you even have the light of the... If, some people are saying this, they, they have not entered the light. They think just because they are quoting it means that they have the light. There are grandmothers in the village that doesn't know how to read Bible. But they have light. They have light enough that witchcraft cannot torment them. You, you are quoting scripture. And they are still oppressing you in the night. My friend, what you have is head knowledge. The light has not entered you. Because if it enters, the dark places of the earth will be lightened up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you can quote scripture for five years. You don't know it. You have not been brought into the epignosis. Raise your hand again. Bless me with light and understanding. Bless me. Be desperate, my friends. Nothing comes except you are desperate. Huh? How can we be blind? And God is trying to do many things. We are not seeing it. And what you don't see, you cannot participate in. A blind man is blind. He is blind. He cannot participate. He can't do anything. All your zeal and your desire is for nothing except there is light. The hunger in your heart is more effective when there is light. Hunger is not a scalar quantity. Hunger is a vector quantity. There is a light that is embedded in accurate hunger that makes a man to lay hold exactly, precisely, specifically on what it takes to prosecute destiny. It is not a blind journey. It is not a blind adventure. One of the blessings of fasting, according to the book of Isaiah chapter 58, he said that your light shall break forth as the morning. Just go ahead for just one more minute. I am Berento Cabrada Badasta Batania Rapapapapananta Bracapata Cambre de Benentoa Zabracapata Cambre de Baranta Bacapenate Yabananta Cambre de Benentalia Rapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
Amen and to In Jesus mighty name we pray. I tell you truth in God, I lie not. My result in prayer is because of the light I have. There is places and understanding on the mystery of prayer that God has brought me to. Many of them, many, many of them, he has not allowed me to teach and talk about. He has simply put me in the process. He, his desire is to first make me a public spectacle of that mystery and reality. To leave it so that we'll be able to teach it. Because the merchandise, the kingdom of God is life. And the life that we carry is, a, is as a result of the process that we have passed through. Are you with me now? Your effectiveness is based on light. For these few days that we are starting, ask God for light. That is the, one of the major blessings of fasting. When God begins to show you mercy, let God shine light on your destiny, shine light on your business, shine light on your career, shine light on your marriage, shine light on your ministry, shine light. Where am I getting it right? Where am I getting it wrong? Where do I need to improve? You will never know until you pray. Because the things of the kingdom are engaged deliberately. Are you with me now? They are engaged what? Deliberately. The things of the kingdom are engaged deliberately. When you begin to engage deliberately, that means you are now a son. It's only babies that doesn't know that you engage the things of the kingdom deliberately. But sons understand that the things of the kingdom takes a deliberate approach. So you will begin to ask God, show me light that I might see, that I might see. There are two things concerning the light that functions in the light, life of a believer. One is that God has to wash your eyes with eyes out. Jesus ministered to a blind man and he said, ah, I'm seeing now, but I see men as what? Trees. Jesus did another second ministration. Don't tell me you have prayed about this thing. Continue praying until you see as Jesus is seeing. Sometimes our problem is not that we are not seeing. But we are not seeing as Christ is seeing. Either us or our circumstance. We don't have an accurate estimate of God's workings and God's, um, God's uh, measurement. Either in our life or around our surroundings. Sometimes we overestimate. Sometimes we underestimate. Another aspect of the light walking is when you begin to ask God to shine light around you. There are people, their problem is not, their, their eyes is washed well. They can see. But there is darkness everywhere. Some people, there is light everywhere. But they need to ask for eyes out. You, why is it that you have listened to all the big men of God and they are telling you what is working for them is not working for you? What do you think is the problem? You are the problem. Your eyes, you need to be washed. And there are people, they, all they have been listening to is junk, rubbish, that can never take them anywhere. That can poof up their head and never bless their life. And if your life is never blessed, you'll never be a blessing to our generation. 
this we cry for light and my light will break forth you see the way you will rise this year eh? people will be shocked people people will look at you and say you don't deserve this thing this thing you have now takes 10 years no it doesn't take years it takes light because you can stay 10 years and never enter the light that it takes eh? so it's not about the years it's about what the light Let's bless God for what he did today in the next one minute. Just bless him. Just bless him. It is not an easy thing for God to give us access into these mysteries. It is not a small thing. Don't take it for granted. Some people have gotten used to, to, to sacred things. Irreverence is what has killed our generation. Some of them like to desecrate holy things. There is a light that functions in the holy of holies. That is the light that we are crying for. It is not candlelight. It is not sunlight. It is the Shekinah light. It is the light that God functions by. It is the ministration of the Spirit of God Himself. That is the light that we cry to shine on us. And we have begun to see the light shining in increasing measure in our life. We have to thank God because it is an act of His mercy. Are you with me now? And thanksgiving is an admission of the fact that there is a working of God that is manifest in our life. You begin to thank God because you have seen some things manifest in your life. A humble person, the Bible says that we should approach, that we should come with meekness to receive the engrafted word that is in the scripture. There are certain things that will never open to us unless we come with meekness. Admitting that is only humility that can reveal mysteries to us in God. Are you with me now? And one of the signs that a man is meek and humble is thanking God for the one that he has shown you. And then we begin to show you more. Thank him. Thank him for the next 10 minutes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.